Here we go. My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Hey, if you don't know who we are or what we do, Love Thy Nerd is super dope. That's all you need to know about it. I guess, yeah. And I mean, if you want to know anything else other than that, just go to lovethynerd.com. Um, and you'll find articles, you'll find videos, you'll find resources, other podcasts, a bunch of really cool stuff, a radio station. Maybe you're listening right now on LTN On Air. Um, Does Matt have a jingle like LTN On Air? <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. I think we just Remember wrote it. Remember when those like radio jingles used to be a thing? Matt, if you're listening to me right now, Radio Matt, I need to hear your best jingles, please. Oh, great. He does not need another thing to do, but thank you for now. He has had a really hard, busy week, but... Now he's going to obsess about it. He doesn't have to. It was just the thought I had. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Matt, don't, but if you want to, (laughs) it's fine, too. But hey, go to lovethynerd.com. Check out all the cool stuff that we have, and I would really love it if you would go to lovethynerd.com slash community. You can find our everything there, all of our socials. You can get to the Discord, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Blah, 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 all those things. And also, you can watch us on Twitch right there on that page when we are live. And so, it's a good place to send people if they just want to get connected to when, anything. When we are live, you and me? Um, we are a live. We are one live, you and I. Yeah. We are not on the Twitch. We aren't. We not, talked about it. Not as a unit. We have talked about it. And then we talk about a bunch of stuff, and then we just never do it. We just keep. Um, procrastinating and then like podcasting late into the night. Yeah. Ah, I think that us not being on there is best for us <laughs> because when would we, what would we do mm, with the children? No, we, the answer is no. They would just go out on the trampoline and have water time, which is when they just turn the water hose on and turn the backyard into a mud puddle and then like run across without any clothes on or something. Who doesn't want to have water time at 9.20 p.m. in a thunderstorm, which is what's happening right now? They're not having water time. That's what What I'm saying. Oh. We would, Uh, if we were doing that. Your daughter would 100% want to have water time right now. Anytime it's raining, she's like, I want to go jump on the trampoline. It is water time. It's yep. free water time. It is free water time. Wake That's up. the best kind of water time, frankly. Up. Anyway, what whatever. Uh, we were just talking about uh, streaming oh, church yeah. nerds to Twitch and how you think that yeah, that's a terrible just, idea. I don't think it's our lifestyle does not is it not really conducive doesn't. for that. I do love chatting and you know with the community and mm-hmm. streaming and stuff. It's super fun, mm-hmm. but uh, man, until our children, yeah. Especially not, one of them gets older. It's not a it's, thing. It's hard. Yeah. Well, we'll keep him anonymous and call him uh, PJ because that's <laughs> his name. But I mean, anyway, my name is Bubba. I am one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd. I'm also the CEO and president. And sitting across from me, which doesn't really mean anything to you guys, but means everything to me, is my wife, Anna. Oh, gross. What? <laughs> Come on, lady. You know what? I take it back. She's not sitting across from me. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I am. Actually, you're, um, you're always, we're not same-siders. We've had this conversation before. Oh, for this, that would be weird. Uh, same side would work if we were, like, on Twitch or something. But right, it's not, it right. doesn't work for this dynamic that we have here. No, I want to look into your eyes. Oh. I'm seeing sparkle. Okay. Why do you always look like you need to vomit when I say <laughs> stuff like that? This is just not the way you talk to me. <laughs> no, I'm nice. This is just an act. I no, don't. No, <laughs> come on. No. Uh, anyway, here I am. I'm Anna. Um, I, I get, once again, don't know what to say, except <laughs> I have been watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show. We're going to talk about dare. the name of that in just a little bit. You sell out. It's because I live in the United States yeah. of America. You'll find out later uh, because I looked it up. Um, anyway, I don't know. I love that show. I've been watching it a lot. And um, let's take a quiz. We're, yeah. Let's see how much you love it. We will see how much I love it. Okay. On one quiz that I took, I got six out of six questions correct. So. We'll see how this one goes. Only there's different six types of questions? Qu well, so there's questions that are like weird facts about, you know, like what happened on what season. I think this mm. one that I gave you is more of a how far would you make it on the show kind of quiz. Let's and see. so we'll see. Let's see. <laughs> it's cake week on the Great British Bake Off. So we must be in. It's week one. In the ook. Um where I leave off. And you're making your grandma's favorite German chocolate cake. Oh, man. Oh. I'm already into this. My grandma does make your good mom, German. Your grandma makes a German chocolate cake. German yeah. chocolate cake. Not so good with bacon. Great on the German <laughs> chocolate cake. Um, for the signature round, which tool do you use to measure? A measuring cup? To measure it's what? The flour. Great question. A measuring cup? Or the spoon stuff, the spoons. There are pictures, so that I'm having a measuring uh, measuring spoons. I know what they're a called. A measuring cup like this? Yeah, like a like a like or a, like a pouring cup. Um, like a pitcher. A, it has a little spout on it. Oh, that's a liquid. No, you don't don't do that. No, You're you need that... you need like scoops, like okay. measuring cups. Scoops. So we're gonna say the little little cups. Yes. I will. Time will tell. It's one of those Buzzfeed <sighs> quizzes okay, that's just good. like. All right, next. Um, time for the technical round. Woo -woo. Pure challenges. Oh, no. uh, I'm sorry, Prue. <laughs> not pure. Prue challenges you to make a chocolate ganache for your Ooh, cake. Chocolate ganache. How do you use I've it? I've made that before. As a filling. On whoopie pies. As a decor. Mm. As a frosting or mm. as a glaze. Ganache, I would say, is a glaze. As a glaze. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, hey, you've made it to the showstopper round. Oh, yes. Maybe I can go back and look. Oh, hey, you were correct on... <laughs> it just shot me down the list. Like, oh, no. It just... Sorry, I didn't vet this quiz very Come well. Come on, BuzzFeed. You know, <laughs> fix your website. Um, it was the, it was the spoons, okay. the cups. It was... You could have used it as a filling, a frosting, or a glaze. Wow, so three out of... Not wow, a decor. Okay. 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 We don't, no, ma'am. All right. Not in this show. Um, you made it to the showstopper round. The judges won a cake with six tiers. That's a sad cake. That, no, that's, it depends on how, oh, six tiers, yeah. not layers. <laughs> tiers, not layers. That's important. Okay. Uh, what are you going to use to support all those tiers? 
Oh, cake boards, no. wooden dowels, yes, or frosting between layers. You do need to frost between layers, but for structure, you need some dowels because that thing's gonna just fall down on the ground. So you're going with Home Depot. Yes. Uh, correct answer could have been cake boards. Uh, but no, they complain when there's dowels. cake boards. Hey, it's the start of biscuit week. Oh, oh my gosh, are we going to go through the whole show? I don't, I'm not going to make it to the end. Don't even worry uh, about it's this. It's the We're start of biscuit week for the signature biscuits, round. Biscuits, i.e. cookies you... in the United States. Why don't they call it cookie week? If we're calling it the Great British Baking Show, why aren't we calling it cookie week? I love you so much. This is probably going to be a very long one. Okay, go. Yeah. Um, save your filler for the cake, okay? This is the start of Biscuit Week. For the signature round, you decide to impress a special guest judge, Mary Barry. <gasps> Mary Barry, yay! <laughs> With your no-bake oatmeal cookies. No-bake. Which oh, ingredient okay. will you not put in the pot? Okay. Peanut butter, cocoa powder, fresh oatmeal, or butter? Oh, no. Which ingredient will you not put in the pot? I'm going to say peanut butter. That feels dodgy. You could put peanut butter, but typical no-bake chocolate chip cookies. No peanut butter. Would not have peanut butter unless they're peanut butter chocolate cookies. And your hat on it? Uh, yes. I might be out. On oh, no. <laughs> fresh oatmeal. You don't put fresh oatmeal? You cook the oatmeal first? I guess. All right. Uh, well, hey, here's how far you so would have made no it. So no bake, just cook it. Um, you got three out of nine. Oh, dear. Three out of nine. Yep, okay. I'm out early. You scored better than 35% of all other quiz takers. Okay, I'll take the rest later. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. You got to reapply. You got to reapply like sunscreen. Uh, I told you, you. Look, we're fine on time. I told you I wasn't going to make it. You it's never. Not, no shot I would make it to the end of that show. Here's no. the deal. I had no idea how that was going to go. <laughs> Last time we tried to take what Bluey character. Uh, and it was long. It was like, what's yes, your social? Sir. <laughs> uh, also, how much booze would you drink? Mm. And you turned out to be bingo. Bingo. So. <laughs> I that was, was a weird quiz. This, that not, one was weird. We're not talking about Bluey, but we're always talking about Bluey. Uh -huh. I watched an episode today where um, Bluey is in season three, and Bluey and Bingo, like, they double up on double Bluey, like Bluey and mini Bluey. Okay. And then then they do uh, double Bingo, Uh huh. and the parents were like, this is this is was a not good parent moment, right? It was, can we have double bingo all the time? Oh, and Bluey no. got so sad. They got so no. she got so sad, and so then the parents were like, oh, uh. and then like the kids left, and they're like, but double bingo, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, that's such a parenting move. Like, oh man, accurate. Yeah, yes. we shouldn't have said that while they were around. Um, that's funny. Well, okay. hey, uh, Anna, sorry. I guess go watch more British Bake Off. Oh, man. I just like to watch it. I actually don't go back to the kitchen and, like, bake all the things. That's not a thing that happens. No. Nope. No, we nope. did that one time and nailed it. <laughs> well, we did it for nailed it. Hey, it, yeah. it turned out okay. We did a whale cake? I do. Well, I was telling you, though, I do want to make, good. like, a, a Black Forest, um, what is it called? Ham. No. 
not ham. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a it's like it's a cake that's like chocolate and cherry. I want to eat that. And it was really popular right in the seventies, I guess. Yeah, me too. I want it to be popular With in my house. Whole cherries. Okay, make it. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna Homework take a break. This week. Anna's gonna go make that cake, and uh, <laughs> we'll come right back. Hey, don't go anywhere because when we do come back, I guys, we're talking all about the Great British Baking Off show, the break the Great British Show Off Bakeathon. Megatron, EX Alpha, times times a million. Black Forest Ghetto. Ooh, Ghetto. <laughs> Not Ghetto. Man, I used to live in a Ghetto. Not no, fun. Uh, no. But hey, stick around because we're going to be right back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Aquaman 2 has been delayed from March of next year to December. That's like nine months, dude. This adds fuel to the rumors of Amber Heard's removal from the movie, but nothing confirmed yet. I really enjoyed the first Aquaman, so I just hope this movie's good. We got a better look at the new Last of Us series on HBO Max. It's going to be hard to beat the game, but so far everything looks great. NASA recently released audio of what a black hole sounds like. And while I can't play the copyrighted audio, I can recreate it. So it sounds something kind of like this. Pretty intense, I know. An open-world Dune game called Dune Awakening was announced at Gamescom featuring a giant sandworm that ate all of your stuff. This will be a survival MMO, and I will be playing it. Dead Island 2 released an action-packed trailer where the protagonist was getting groceries and squishing zombies. A true sequel to Dead Island has been anticipated for years, so I know a ton of people are excited about this. Remember when I said there's like five Pinocchio movies coming out? Well, now there's a video game too. Lies of P is a dark take on Pinocchio that blends the childhood classic with games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. It was only a matter of time. Hogwarts Legacy released a trailer focusing on where the story could go should you choose to practice dark arts. Spoiler, it's nowhere good. Sony is facing a lawsuit in the UK with activists claiming that the company has quote ripped people off by taking a 30% cut on all transactions made on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, stick it to the man, dude. You know, also, we shouldn't have to pay for chips at Chipotle. Let's sue them too. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Church nerds, once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> that was just very... I'm trying to have high energy right now because I realized that because of the time of day it is, at We're the t- usually while we, re- we are recording, yeah. is not my high energy time of day. So I am like injecting it. Also not mine. Like when like when people on the British Bake Off, they inject juices and things into their cakes to make Ugh. them 
no, like syrups I don't, and sometimes I just, alcohol into the cake to make okay, it. Now we're talking. Yeah. I, I, there's a word that's used on the show a lot that people don't enjoy, and that's moist. So uh, moist? Good, good for cake, bad for so many other things. Language. Bad for sentences. Um, yeah, moist and armpit are just two of the top tier. Oh, don't say yeah. armpit. Uh, you said moist. I'm going to say armpit. It's happened. I'm. I'm. It's not we did fault. have a friend who would visibly gag yeah. when you said that. Also, another word that's a trigger for somebody I know is the word pea, like little green peas. She can't even talk about them. She can't look at them. They just make her like gag. That is irrational. Well, it is a, the truth about one of our friends. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe she's not my friend anymore. Maybe it's, um, Maybe it's a that, that tripo. Um, what is that condition where people are afraid of holes and bubbles and like lotus pods and stuff? Oh, I have no Somebody idea. Somebody is yelling the answer Sorry. at their yeah. radio if you right have it, now. I'm so, yeah, their AM ham radio, yeah. At their live the 365 yeah. radio that they're listening to. Which is probably... Do you like the plugs that I make? I'm good at this. Oh, that was a plug? Yeah. Oh, got it. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Great British Baking Show, yeah. off? Okay. Well, all right. Can you help Here's me? Here's the deal. Help me out of here. In the UK, it's called the Great British Bake Off. And when you're watching the show, they're always calling it Bake Off. The problem is Pillsbury in the United States, like the Pillsbury Doughboy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, owns the term Bake Off. It's theirs. That does not compute. It belongs to them. And so the Great British Baking Show, like when Netflix wanted to air this they're like nope you can't use that word in the united states so then they called it the american baking show and that super didn't work so it's the great british baking show great british baking <laughs> show um and so like that's why i was like why do we still call it biscuit week though because if we're not allowed to use the word bake off because pillsbury who's famous for their Biscuits, they're American biscuits, which are much more like scones, scones. Um, why, why are we still calling them biscuits when they're cookies? Cookie week. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what planet you're on right now. Oh, somebody does. Somebody knows what planet I'm on. Yeah. You haven't ever been like biscuit week. These are no, all cookies. I, no, I get it. Like I, I had that conversation with myself. Did you not ever ask yourself... If a British biscuit is a cookie, what is the American biscuit in the UK? You never asked yourself that? Because uh, I have asked myself that. Dumpling. I don't know. A dumpling? That's not... Maybe that's it's a, just... That's a very wet biscuit. Maybe maybe it is, that is a biscuit, actually. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just called terrible. a... We don't eat that here, sweetie. <laughs> well... I think I would say that scones are superior to scones biscuits. Scones are sweet, aren't they? They have a, well, they can be sweet or savory, really. I think you can have like herbs and stuff in scones. Scones they can have cheese in them. Okay. Or they can have like lemon and lavender like a, like and cran savory... cranberries. Yeah. Okay, but they're triangles, though, right? Uh, yeah. Ish. Yeah. Well, see, biscuits are circles. 
They are circles. And that's why they work as or cookies. Or I have made square biscuits when I didn't have a circular. And so they were like very Pinterest. Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody, this is my British, not British. If I if I had to go to um, Scone Week, not Biscuit Week. Uh, well, if I as an American had to go to Biscuit Week, maybe I would try this. It'd be very cheeky. Um, oh, <laughs> um there is this biscuit recipe called Hillbilly Biscuits. It's two ingredients. It's self-rising flour and heavy whipping cream. That sounds really Best good. biscuits ever. Have they're I eaten so, those? Yes. They're oh. so good. Anyway, I went on a trip and was using a different kitchen and made these biscuits. Oh, and I just yeah. cut them into squares and it was very posh. Did you use Pillsbury? Absolutely not. <laughs> <sighs> well. Okay. I wouldn't have a problem because some of us have dual citizenship. Oh, snap. So you can call it the Bake Off. I can call it, I can call them crisps. I can. Crisps. Chips. I can. Uh, biscuits. Fish and chips. I can, I can do all of it. I'm bilingual. Um, something that was confusing to me was how they prove their dough all the time. Yeah, it didn't prove anything to me. <laughs> um, my family just always called that. Rising. Letting it rise. Let it rise. Yeah. So, um, they I don't went. Know. They went with one word. I'm, I, I'm sure it's the correct term when you're reading like snooty bread books. Your your brother probably calls it proving. Yeah, we'll we'll He's... just call them like recipes. <laughs> yeah, you can call them snooty snooty bread books. We'll call them recipes. Well, uh, dude, bread is a very people are very very particular about bread and how it should be done so and paul hollywood he comes through and he like pokes he all does? the bread really hard it's underproved and that's what i want to do every time i see a, a slice of bread now i just want to poke it i wanted to do that <laughs> to the bread that you made the other day it wasn't good well it had an air pocket in it and it I, wasn't an air pocket i was thinking i'll well, never do that it was an experiment and that's how we learn things paul hollywood say Oh, Paul Hollywood have, would have said so many bad things about it. I said bad things about it. Yeah. I was very disappointed in it. I tried a thing, and it did not work. I liked I ate it. I did. I was I will very eat more of it. So um, part of it, though, was that I used whole wheat flour, which I do not own. I don't ever hardly use that. Uh, and I was Pillsbury. I just found it in the pantry when I was trying to use it up, and yeah. I didn't like that. I like the good old white bread. Just... That's how I like it. Yep. Uh, so here's a thing. Here, here's a thing. <laughs> it's just water, here, I promise. Here is a thing mm -hmm. about the British Baking Show. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a game from Skybound Games. Heck yeah, we did. Called Kim Joy's Magic Bakery. Great and game. We played that game. I want to say we played that game on stream yeah, for co-optional or something. Um, and it's so cute. Oh yeah. And I made, I made the recipe that's, it's the little penguins. You brought them to me. Penguins. I think that you, what did you use for the beaks? Carrots? <laughs> yeah. I have a very vivid memory of this. It was, everything was delicious and then it had carrots on it. <laughs> Carrots and marshmallows are delicious. It was, like a, it was a pancake carrot, thing. Because I didn't have fondant because I just decided like very much on the fly. Like I just had those things. Yeah. For, and, tho for those of you um, following Which is home, amazing. Carrots are not an appropriate fondant no, substitute. Maybe I didn't just have those things. 
there's no way I had that many raspberries. But maybe I couldn't find fondant. I don't remember. But I improvised and definitely used carrots for beaks. Well, it made it healthier. On on those little, um, they have a name. I can't see. This is why I can't be on the show because I can't remember the name of those little things. No, no. But the name of the whole dish. It's a. Oh. There's a. There's a name. Was it pancakes or crepes? No, it had meringue. Oh, it that's was meringue right. and then very tart layers in between the meringue. Anyway, Kim Joy's Magic Bakery yep. is very fun. It's very cute. Skybound makes great, amazing things yeah, anyway. Super fun. I didn't realize the history of this, that Kim Joy was a baker on the Great British Bake Off. Had no idea. No idea at all. And so then all of a sudden, one day I'm watching whatever the next season of the show is. And I'm like, Kim Joy. First of all, I thought that is an interesting looking person. That was a she first, has. Yeah, she has this look about her. She has a whole aesthetic. Yeah, she does. And she wears like very colorful clothes and she has colorful glasses and like colorful eye makeup. And I. I feel like as the show, like as that season progressed, they honed more in on that. They, yeah, I think that they did. Yeah. Um, and then she also has this very unique, I don't want to say unique, because it's stuff that you see on like Twitch all the time. Right. But she brings like all of her baking, all of her bakes look like they came off of a Twitch channel. Well, she, she's very like, into Kauai, Japanese everything. culture. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so like fascinating, almost everything was an animal. Yeah. Yeah. And everything was very cute, very colorful. Yeah. Really just, it was, everything was, I mean, space turtles and all these different things. It was very fun to see what she would come up with. And the judges, like they had never seen anything like that. Ah. And so, um, people loved Kim Joy. Yeah. Like the the audience, just re- like they followed her so hard after that. Well, and then like they would always talk about. She would talk about that she met um, her partner at the local gaming store. Yeah, and that they would. She is play like a board together. gamer. Oh yeah, she may be a video gamer too. I don't know, but she definitely was a board gamer, and they had you know footage of her playing mm-hmm. board games. So I guess I don't know. Skybound reached out to her, or I how that worked. I have no idea how. It but went they down. made a game, a delightful game. I love it. Naomi asks to play that. I mean, we have, we don't play it all the time, but she really enjoys playing that with me. Um, and of course, it has all the little extras that Skybound does, like recipe cards and uh, aprons and pins, <laughs> like yep. whole big old box of goodies. Penguins that don't. Need to have carrot beaks, but they can have carrot could beaks. have carrot beaks. Um, you brought a game home from your last show. I did because you were like, "Hey, that. I picked up this game. It's a Great British Baking Show game," and I was like, "Oh, that's super fun." Well, actually, what I that's said to you, you said. was, "Stop buying." You games. know what? I love you so much. You know, when you see something at a convention that makes you think of me, what I would really love is if you would just take a picture of it and say, I saw this and I thought of you and then not bring it home. And I know <laughs> that what you're was thinking. what I said to you. Where do I get one of these Annas? She's mine. <laughs> you can't have her. Okay. Hands um, off. But we... I you brought it home, and I so I was anyway. like, "We are darn sure gonna make sure we play this game." Mm-hmm. 
And so we did. Not a fan. Skybound did it better. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Yeah, I mean, like, this this is from the same company that does all of the villainous stuff. And so I'm Ravensburger all... does villainous? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. I'm all in on... I love... Like, Ravensburger does a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. But this one felt yeah. very... Uh, well, how does Madeline say it? Amer- Ameritrash? Ameritrash is the thing. And that that's not a negative word, so don't get your panties in a ruffle over that. It's just when you Highly re- thematic. You reskin something that's been done before to fit, you know, whatever branded thing that you want it to fit. They do it all the time, but, you know, people with highly curated game collections usually steer clear of those. I just think that... Yeah. Skybound, I mean, the rules were fantastic. Oh, yeah. The art is fantastic. The quality is fantastic. They found a way with Kim Joy's um, bakery. Uh, magic, Kim Joy's magic bakery. It is magical. Kim it Joy's is a magic, magic bakery. bakery. Uh, they found a way to, to make it feel like the stakes were high because you can play different levels of the game. But it's also cooperative. And I love that. You and I thrive in cooperative environments together, right? This other one felt needlessly chaotic. (gasps) Well, I mean, the tent is pretty chaotic. No, I I agree. I agree. I feel like it captured that, but like a lot of that stuff is my least favorite thing about. I think the thing is like Kim Joy's game is about baking, and just silly things happening, like you have crazy customers or you have a cat that won't leave you alone cat, or something man. like that. Um, the baking show was like, you know, had a bunch of British baking show um, specific stuff like yeah. Soggy Bottom and Hollywood Handshake and all of these different things that, you know, whatever. Yeah, just, I, I don't know. That I mean, th- this isn't a review show, but like... It's not. We but if you only games. could buy one of them... I would recommend Kim Joy's. Buy, buy Kim Joy's Magic Bakery. So good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so as far as the show is concerned, um, what... I just want to talk about why I love it so much. Oh, okay, yeah. I, also, you can t- you watch it, which you love all of the reality TV. So I'm a big fan of reality TV, um, but I, I I can see my time. Why do I keep watching hours and hours of the the baking show? Is okay. Obviously, there's the looking at food for a whole hour <laughs> is is fun. You can just go stand in front of the fridge, like Food Network. <laughs> I my food doesn't look the same when I make it as theirs. I want those shots that just make me drool. They just make me drool. Oh, they look so good. You can almost smell them. Or I, it's kind of torturous because I'm like, ah, oh, man, now I really want a brownie. Darn it. Um, and we never have brownie mix in the house. You don't need mix to make. Never mind. Okay. Um, also, one thing that's very specific to this show and very different from like other American cooking shows like Iron Chef and Nailed It and all this stuff is it's like very friendly. The contestants are so supportive of one another. Like I don't think I, I can't think of another show where like it's everything that Survivor is not. Um, Okay. Yeah. The anti-survivor. Anti-survivor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, when somebody's having a bad bake or something is falling, somebody will like come and help them. Like, what can I do? How can I help you? It's like cooperative a lot in the yeah. tent. Like they're all working on their own things, but sometimes they have a minute that they can spare or they'll see somebody melting down over there and they'll stop what they're doing and go encourage them. Um, or the they'll ho- say, I don't know how to make this. <laughs> How do you make this? Well, if it's in the technical, they don't usually tell each other because that's the whole point of it is like figuring out what everybody knows. But they don't like you don't see people purposefully keeping things. There was one season, the very first season where somebody accused somebody else of like sabotaging their bake or their ice cream. It was ice cream, actually. Um, But that was a very weird moment. There was one moment where somebody literally knocked somebody's technical onto the floor by accident. They were shooing a fly (laughs) (laughs) and smacked all of the person's tray onto the floor. And they just sat there and looked and were like, (laughs) well, to be fair, and everybody in the tent is like, (gasps) she did win that challenge. She won that challenge and felt (laughs) awful about it. She (laughs) felt so bad. Um, Anyway, I just love that like lack of cutthroatness. And they, by the time they all reach the the final together, they are like so well bonded. And most of them like hang out, are, are like lifelong friends after that. And that's super cool. And the hosts will come and help or they'll come and encourage. And I feel like in a lot of shows, it's like, if you have help, you're disqualified. And yeah. that's just not true at all. I had honestly almost completely forgot about like the the epilogue of this show, any season, you're like, oh man, I, what happens in in America? Is what we do. Mm-hmm. You get on a show, you go viral. You yeah. open a shop. You get a line of uh, cookies or whatever it is. Like whatever your thing is that you're on the show for, you're famous for. Yeah. You make a business out of it. <laughs> in in Britain. You just meet friends and then you hang out a lot. I think a lot of them have Instagram feeds and like blogs. Like I said, you just. That's like, what Kim Joy does. Well, that, that I mean. And like, she sells books. I feel like we Kim Joy, book. and I, I could be completely wrong, but she's the only one that I've seen that has done anything. Now, I could be wrong. You haven't looked. A lot of those bakers, um, they end up. You know, some of them had successful Instagram feeds going in. I'm thinking specifically of my boy Rahul, okay? <laughs> Who just Rahul. always Aww. was the most wincy during... His expression during every single judging period when he's like, oh, he, he can't the... even watch them eat it. He can't even look them in the eye. And he got the most <laughs> Hollywood handshakes he I've ever seen anyone... He got a handshake after a technical or a showstopper, which, which has never happened. Do. And then he went on, spoiler alert, won the season, okay? And then it was just like his epilogue was, and then four of them just hung out a lot. <laughs> yeah. I well, I don't know this life. But they, they didn't really mention, like, Kim Joy, you know, and her, everything she did. There are some of them that are, like, specific 
recently they do vegan baking or they do gluten-free baking and a lot of people who are on the show that do baking like that have very successful like they write books they they do all kinds of stuff i think that the the reason behind a lot of that is the amateur nature of the bakers and so like that's a big thing about great british bake-off is that hey these are some of the best amateur Amateur bakers bakers, yeah whereas almost anything in america is well like in um sugar rush yeah a lot of them have bakeries yeah Yeah. or like cake you know they make cakes and sell them for birthdays or whatever so it's it's marketing for them Mm -hmm. but the brits are just in it to have a good time you know they're, I don't know. Anytime somebody comes into a day and is like, I just want to have fun today. It's like, oh, you're going home. <laughs> <laughs> you're not making it through this yeah, day. You're going to have fun packing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we need to call it quits we do need to on call this it. segment. We're, I have so much more so to say. So many things. So many things. Uh, so many things. One thing I have to say. I will give you one thing. If we can never, ever see Paul Hollywood in a mullet wig again. That would be okay because the opener of season nine or collection nine, it ha- it's something that has to be experienced. I don't think anybody or maybe not. It. You should maybe you should take my word for it. I texted Julian immediately and was like, <gasps> "Yeah, you came in and showed it to me, what? and I wish that hadn't happened to me." And she was like, oh, now I want to watch it with you. And I was like, you will not thank me. You will not. You wrote down here, very cringe, zero out of 10 stars. Yes. I stand by it. That is my evaluation. You should have also put on here a Hollywood face palm. Uh, Oh. Face palm. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, and with that, we're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it. The, which one do we want to call it? Great British Baking Show. Where? Great British Baking Show. I don't know where we live. I want it to be the Bake Off, frankly. Yeah, the Pillsbury Bake Off, right here (laughs) on the Church Nerds Podcast. Everyone, I'm Hillary Fisco, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Just One, a family-friendly cooperative party game for three to seven players. Part of the Asmodee family, Belgian company Repo Productions is passionate about producing quality games that provide an unforgettable playing experience. If you've ever enjoyed award-winning titles like Seven Wonders, Time's Up, or Concept, you're familiar with their work. In fact, Just One earned the prestigious Game of the Year Award in 2019. It only takes one minute to learn the rules and 20 minutes to play, so Just One is an easy choice for family time or a party with friends. The goal? Help the other players guess mystery words so the whole group can collect as many cards as possible before the game ends. Each card has a list of five words, a mix of everything from food to historical figures. Without looking at the card, the first player randomly chooses a number from 1 to 5, indicating the target word to the rest of your group. Each of those players secretly writes a single clue word on the provided dry erase easels. Privately compare your easels and eliminate any repeat clues. Then show the remaining easels to the first player in the hopes that they can name the mystery word in just one guess. Simple. 
I love how Just One translates really well to virtual play using Zoom or Board Game Arena. With players in our house ranging in age from 40s to teens to a six-year-old, we appreciate any game that balances simplicity with replayability. Just One is perfect for empowering our emerging reader, yet doesn't bore the teenagers. The game is even more fun the better your group knows each other, because you can give obscure clues that are less likely to overlap and get eliminated. Our family gave the clues Warrior, King, Renaissance, and Knee for the mystery word Knight. I'm Hillary Fisco, and if laughter, creativity, and cooperation makes you think game night, just one may be the answer you're looking for. If you'd like to follow along as I balance our homeschool life with encouraging, empowering, and educating through my small business, you can find me posting and teaching on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at KYRedheadMK and streaming periodically on Twitch as KYRedhead. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. My name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And if you're listening here on LTN Radio, you can find us on LTNOnAir.com, the Live 365 app. Just search for LTN Radio, or by going to LoveThyNerd.com, clicking that radio button right at the top, take you straight to it. So wow, that's how you do it. Fancy. That's how you do it. Hey, um, we got we got a little bit to get through here, and so I want to just let everybody know, hey, make sure that we're about a month and a half out at the time of this recording and the release of LTNCon. Go to ltncon.info. We've still got space available. Would love, love, love to have you there so that you can learn in person how to better love and serve your nerdy neighbors. We want to be that resource for you, so please come and hang out. And if you can't, don't worry about it. We're going to be streaming some of it. I don't know exactly how much we're going to stream, but I can tell you that we will have each of the breakouts and the main sessions available online on our YouTube channel, lovethatnerd.com slash YouTube after this thing is over. So, Will there be a bake-off? Ezra um, wants a bake-off. Th- there will be he a... He wants a non-gender exclusive bake-off. There, there will not be a bake-off because Pillsbury is not sponsoring this event there will be a culinary competition <laughs> take that no there won't be uh, well i was just gonna ask should we start practicing dude, our signatures if, now i'm gonna tell you right now if somebody's like hey bubba is this good or is this not good i will eat it and i would tell you are you gonna shake their hands i'll shake everybody's hands okay so on um <laughs> on the season that i'm watching the the hollywood handshake is a big deal you know if Paul Hollywood, who thinks he's Simon Cowell to the mm. to the baking world, um, looks you in the eye with his steely eyes and smiles and shakes your hand. You know you did a good job, right? So Matt Lucas, who's a comedian, he's one of the hosts right now, <laughs> looks at this guy. And this he's this German guy who's from the actual Black Forest. So his Black Forest ghetto was like okay, <sighs> top-notch, right? Nice. Anyway... Um, he is like, oh, I want to try it. I want to try it. And the other judges have already walked away. He takes a bite and then he shakes the German guy's hand and he's like, 
it means nothing coming from me. <laughs> and he's trying to be funny, right? And the German guy just fires right back at him. It means a great deal to me. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, that guy is a class act. And if he does not win this season, I, I think he will. I think he might win the season. I don't know. Did you cry? I just was you like, cried. it's fine. I didn't cry, it's but okay. I thought that I want to be him. Like that is the kind of person that I want to be. It was so that guy's my dad. classy. Yeah. So classy. He reminds me of the French judge on Nailed It. Um oh, what's his yeah. name? Jacques. Jacques. Anyway. Um that guy's a class act Jacques's as well. Great. He's so awesome. Uh this this German guy, he reminds yeah. me of him. Speaking speaking of speaking all of that. Speaking of this in the uh, Great British Baking Show, okay, there, there is a thing that happens at least once a season <sighs> or a collection it or whatever. It kind of makes it. me honestly a little bit grumpy. It, because people either put themselves in this situation or sometimes there is a challenge that is in this situation. The thing is, and, and the show has come under fire for it a little bit. I mean, they've come under fire for several things, but this is one of them. Why do you keep having chocolate challenges in the hottest time of the year in a tent? Yeah. So for those of you that are the uninitiated that do not know, this entire show takes place. Well, I say that less very few things, probably 1% of the entire show happens outside of that tent. All right. Most of it is inside of a tent, and I'm talking like decked out tent, like a like a like a, a, a multi pitch tent, yeah, a vinyl tent with uh -huh. like plastic windowing, yeah. okay, mm -hmm. an oven. It is an oven, and so yeah, I can only imagine how hot it is, like the air well, being all still and all those ovens in there. Oh my gosh! I didn't even think about the ovens. How the I've never ovens thought. and all the refrigerators. Refrigerators are hot on the outside. Going back to my guy Rahul. Okay, uh -huh. was he the one that had the the cup shatter? Who had the cup shatter? Yes, that was him. It was him. And we were trying to figure it out. Like, how the heck did that happen? But it, it's like when something cold and and atmospheric pressure you know that the, the hot and moisture and all that stuff from around whenever the two meet boom the glass shatters and it was like how the heck did that happen all of a sudden glass shatters but and it's so like... dang hot in that tent yeah that if you pour cold liquid and you're right next to the you know the range it makes a lot of sense anyway what we're trying to talk about here right now is this any time any time there's a chocolate challenge some people will even, like I said, put themselves in the path of this tornado, okay, to say. It's like hard to prepare for some of the bakes because things like temperature can really affect baking a lot. Temperature and moisture are like huge. Yeah, people are like, I'm going to make a milk chocolate Eiffel like, Tower. You, you, Okay, so you practiced this chocolate thing. Did you practice this with your thermostat set at like 85 degrees? Yeah, under a heat lamp? Because, because one week... They, I looked it up because they measure in Celsius, and I actually don't know Celsius very well, but I looked up the Fahrenheit Zero equivalent is with freezing. 95 degrees in the tent, which obviously we get much hotter than that here in Texas, but we're not hanging out in tents, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing anything 
I'm so complaining at 95. These people are in the tent and they like give them all wet towels to put on themselves and fans because they're like trying to not have people pass out in the tent. And they're using like the little freeze and spray. Like, it's and... chocolate week on the Great British yeah. Bake Off. Um, no. And then like, some people. You knew. I knew. Maybe you didn't know it was going to be 95, but you knew. I knew. You people who are setting oh, these challenges, they yeah. they're setting these challenges. We want you to make this certain thing that it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you get in this tent and make this in, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. I would love to see Paul Hollywood do his technicals in the tent with them and then be like, oh, your chocolate's melted. Or whatever. If you guys could see Anna right now, she is <laughs> livid. She is fully. I, I am. On a scale of one to ten, she's a ninety on indignant right now, <laughs> because she's bobbling her head back and forth while she's saying things. Anyway. Whatever. So this this idea of of making chocolate inside of a tent. Uh, that's not the ideal situation. No, like it feels like set up for failure. No, absolutely. Like operating under impossible circumstances or like, I can't, near, do, near I just can't work under these conditions. Well, because it's, it's, it's not the space that that is designed to it happen. It's super in. not. It's not ideal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good things are not going to come out of that. No. I, I, I'm always, I'm always surprised that the people who can make the most wonderful beautiful things it is out of what chocolate. separates the boys from the men or as you know i don't know what a better expression of that would be the cream rises to the top the cream always rises i can't do the macho man you put cream but... in tempered chocolate for a mirror glaze that should earn me an extra mm, point on that little quiz that you gave three me out of nine, <laughs> thanks but no but i mean honestly even even in those moments, like you see, you know, uh, Paul and Prue, the, mm -hmm. the two judges, they're even like, wow, this mm -hmm. is great. Because they're like, the whole thing should have melted. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a certain element of expected failure. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, that's reality TV, right? Like, that's that's putting people in a situation hoping that they will fail. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to have an event... And your party planner is helping you plan it. And they're like, it's going to be at a time of year. It's going to be 95 degrees and we're having it in a tent. They are not. They're going to recommend you don't buy chocolate sculptures because yeah, that's a dumb chocolate idea. Chocolate sculptures and ice sculptures. No, I want them both. Thank you. I want them both. Ice cream. You have to make ice cream in here. You have to make chocolate ice sculptured ice cream uh -uh. in a 95 degree tent. Nope. Anyway, like we said, not the ideal situation. So that, that got me thinking. Um, we like to, to do spiritual stuff in the second segment. I know it just feels like we just keep talking more about the frustrations of the Great British <sighs> Bake Off. so many things to say. But the thing of it is, is like, I feel like, and again, if you're not a Christian, I keep saying again, because every episode, if you're not, enjoy the peek behind the curtain here. I feel like we are forced as Christians, and I don't want this to be like, I don't want to sound like a victim, all right? Because that's not what I'm trying to do here. But I feel like we are, we're forced into these impossible scenarios, and then we're expected to operate. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff currently. Um, right now, at the time of this recording, we are, we're two days 
out of Matt Chandler um, stepping down from the village church as as lead pastor indefinitely. Not fired, but taking a leave of absence to go and get his stuff together. Um, we have we've talked about the Hillsong stuff. We've talked about all the pressures that all all these other you know uh, massive stalwarts of the faith have gone. Uh, gone through. We've even talked about, you know, the biblical side of things with, you know, uh, King David and Solomon and like all this stuff. Like there, there are a lot of things I actually heard um, on a podcast today uh, brought up and I don't don't know why I don't ever think about this, but Samson, like as another guy to lump into there that it's like, Hey, uh, probably not like the best role model for a lot of people. Oh no. Um, I, (laughs) I the, the first time I read Sam's the account of Samson as an adult, I was like, Ugh. more than more than here. It's more than here. Yeah. Well, just like this is about the time that a bunch of dramatic tellings of biblical, you yeah. know, events are coming out, and I'm like, this movie would be dark. Very dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, you couldn't see it if you were under seventeen. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> But anyway, I started thinking about the different areas um, where I think that people are not set up for the best success, but that doesn't mean that they don't try anyway. Yeah. And that to me is this scenario of uh, it it might fail. The Uh chocolate may not set, but I'm going to do do it anyway. Yeah. And so some of the the areas that we thought about um, were like foreign missions, people that are in areas of the world that are like vehemently hostile towards Christianity. And I mean, I'm talking like pull them out in the middle of the street and that's the last we see of them kind of stuff. Um, People being abducted from their homes, um, people that are converting other people from other religions to Christianity death threats and all sorts of stuff. Like it's Mm -hmm. serious business. That is not an ideal situation for Christianity to flourish in. But we find that those are the places where Christianity actually flourishes the most. Um, You know, we sit here in in America, because that's where we live, we sit here in America and our, our Western Christianity, which is the heavy air quotes thing that gets thrown around a lot, is that I I wanna I wanna make my chocolate in the most perfect, cool temperature area. And I know you're only giving me an hour to do it, but I'm actually gonna need I'm gonna need all day. <laughs> I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need time to, to mess up and to learn from my mistakes and then move forward. Mm-hmm. But the people that don't have that you always have that person who comes into something and is like, I've actually never baked this to time, yeah. uh, but I'm trying it today anyway. Yeah. I'm actually adding more. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I know that this, uh, this, this fruit bread, I'm not supposed to, you know, it's, it's going to create more moisture. I'm going to put more in there. Very good. I'm going to put more in there. I you listen. Have a, yeah. I listen. I listen to the show. Uh, I would have got four out of nine. Just saying. Uh, oh. Just one more than you. Okay. Yeah. Wherever your max was, be one over that. Okay. Either way, like the fact of the matter is, is foreign missionaries are uniquely qualified to work in these high pressure situations because 
It's it's just what they do. Are they called or qualified? Oh, does he call the qualified or does he qualify the calls? That's right. Boom, roasted. Um, but not not roasted unless I the mean, recipe calls for it. Okay. Got him. Hey, uh, some of the other ways or situations are like political situations. This ain't a political podcast. Mm-mm. Sometimes we talk about things that are political in nature or that are politically charged, mm-hmm. but we're never going to tell you what side of the aisle to vote or anything like that. It's not mm-hmm. what we do. But I do think... We Unless would, you vote different from us. Th- yeah, then just, you know, <laughs> we can't be Facebook friends. Um, but we, like, we, we talk a lot about our church, our home church, First Baptist Church in Marble Falls, Texas. That's, that's our home church. Mm-hmm. And our pastor, Ross Chandler, has done a couple of sermon series on this. That, yeah. You know, yeah. like... One of them was called Political Church. That was the name of it. And I think that we've talked about it before. Regardless, again, it doesn't matter. But he's always talking about, hey, you know, we have these taboo things that we don't talk about as Christian culture. We don't talk about religion in general, right? Just like people and you don't don't talk about religion with people. And you don't talk about politics. And and then you, you you don't talk about money. Right. And he's like, no, I think we need to talk about all of those things. Because what happens is we don't, as Christian culture, we don't talk about those things, and we raise up an entire generation of illiterates in each of those different scenarios, each of those different ideologies and ways of thinking, right? And then what, heavy air quotes here, the world, you know, everybody else, other people get to tell these kids, our kids, we're raising kids, you and I together, we're raising kids that if we don't speak into them and our church is not speaking into them and people that we love and trust, brothers and sisters in Christ are not speaking into them and somebody else will. And if that thing that they say is something that we disagree with, we don't think is biblically accurate or what have you, then we now have to come behind that and say, well, now actually kids, that's, that's not, right that's not good that's not true but we've done none of the groundwork in that area so now we're actually we have to prove against that because that's the truth that got to them first that's the information that got to them first right to prove against that prove yeah it it was undeproved okay yeah i mean a lot of bacon puns here a lot of bacon yeah but i mean like that's that's something to think about like if we don't talk about it if we're like well you know i don't want to say anything because that's a political issue. Nine times out of 10, the thing that we need to be talking about is actually not a political issue. But it is politically charged because it is a Democrat issue or a Republican issue that has been platformed when really what we're talking about is social justice, equity, equality, um, human rights all sorts of stuff like this. Like these, these are not things that are political issues, but they are things that we have made into political issues. And so I think that those are things that we should actually be talking about. And because we don't very often, we bake a lot of chocolate and chocolate, chocolate. We bake a lot of chocolate in a hot tent here. And so um, I think that we can be better. Um, you put camp staff on here. Well, we were just talking about when it just feels like you are at, you're put in situations or you're asked to do things that's like, I just, 
Normal people don't do this stuff. Yeah. This is not what we do. Um, f- missionaries do that kind of stuff all the time. It's just like, it's, it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, camp stuff. Golly. Yeah. Summer stinks <laughs> for camp staffers. Yeah. I mean, camps have a lot of times this whole like weird culture of their own because they only see each other for a while. Like, yeah. It's hard for them even to go to church or whatever. Um, and it's, it's grueling. Um, but, but they're still doing it. I think too about like school teachers, yeah. especially in the United States. Our hearts because, go out to you. Being a school teacher is very difficult for so many different reasons. You know, there's stuff with the kids. You're not compensated very well. Um, And then you have also, like, if you're a person of faith and you're, that's, it's part of who you are and part of the way that you live, but you, and you want to help kids in certain ways or you want to pray with them or for them or, you know, things like that. And it's like, but, but you can't do certain things. You can't share certain things. You can't. And it's just like, ah, you know, it's hard. Um, it's not impossible, but it is. It's hard. hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, the cream rises to the top and you see people doing brilliant things. Um, things you would never have thought to do are like, I don't have what it takes to do that. Um, and, one of the things that I think about with this is like all the people on the Great British Bake Off know when they say yes that they're going to be on that show, I'm going to end up baking chocolate in a, a hot tent. Yeah. If, if you make it far enough, you're making chocolate in that tent. I know very likely that some challenge is going to come along that is just going to break me. I might end up in tears. I might have something to show that is like, it's really not ready to show at all. And you're kind of signing up for that moment. I think Um, that's a great point. You know, it's coming. And for those of us who are believers, we have to know we're signing up for that. Absolutely. We're going to have those moments of brokenness, basically. And, and if feeling you're gonna like the ads are stacked against us. If yeah. you're going to make it, you you will, guaranteed, you will be making chocolate in the tent, period. And so we look at a I couple s- of... Paul Hollywood, I still don't think it's right that you ask people to do that, but whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I think that it's, I think it's okay to not, it doesn't have to be perfect every time. Hey, if your chocolate Eiffel, Eiffel Tower falls, you you tried you did mm-hmm. it. You pick mm-hmm. yourself up, you move on to the next thing. And so that's kind of the area where we get into this, right? Like as we kind of wrap up this segment here, the the question is, how do we not land on doom and gloom? Mm-hmm. Though there is a very distinct air about that. Like it is just, that's right. a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. I can, I can remember um, I did this mission program um, and it was like, the most depressing year. Well, one of the most depressing years of my life. It was very difficult. And, um, at one of our lowest points, um, a very important person in the organization came to us and gave this talk that was like, 
man, I know you guys are feeling really low and you're feeling really down and beat up. Well, welcome to being a Christian, which I feel like is almost what we just said. And I (laughs) was like borderline ready to walk away. Like I had this thought legitimately occurred to me like this is like the essence of Christianity and being a Christian. Yeah. I'm out. I I don't know if I can keep going. Just today. I I don't know. Just today, our our oldest son, Caleb, we were talking to him about what it means to do your schoolwork and do it well. And he said yeah. to us, because he's he's having he's having some some tough times in, in the fifth grade, okay? And he told us, he said he looked at me dead in the eyes and he was like, if this is what it takes to be smart, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. I feel it. Yeah. But also I don't care. I don't care if you want to do it or not. So we we look at this and the sunny side of this, the bright side of all this stuff, is can be found in the the Great British Bake Off, Great British Baking Show, no matter what country. Saying it's an analogy of the Christian life, but Dang, does it hit though? Like, right? So here's the thing. Other people helping. Mm-hmm. You're not. Think, you're not in the tent alone, even though you're competing against everybody. You're like never alone in a tent. Again, incoming pun. Just brace for impact. That is baked into the oh. Christian life. It is <laughs> community. We talk about koinonia, intentional fellowship, coming alongside of people, iron sharpening iron. There's a ton and a ton yep. and a ton of stuff in there. Somebody to just like. I just need one extra set of hands to hold this right now. And we I see only that. have two. So I need help. We see that. And there are moments in the show where people have complete breakdowns. I mean, mm-hmm. complete breakdowns. Like crying in the refrigerator. And you see there one specific uh, episode that I, I don't remember what, which collection it was in, but there were like four or five bakers around this one person trying to help them finish getting it on the plate just to be presentable that mm-hmm. not, not make it the best, but mm-hmm. just to be like, Hey, just so you have something to present. You did it. And I think a lot of times we need that. We need people to come alongside of us. But what keeps us from doing that is the pride. Mm-hmm. I have to do it. I can't take any yeah. help from you. I have to do well, it myself. I think there's a sense of like, why am I even on this show? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm bad. Oh, I didn't can... manage my time well. I didn't do this or that. We're we're over time already. We don't have time to go into imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> but that I think that feeds into this too, is I don't belong to be here. And that's what I don't a deserve lot, to be here. Any of it. I don't like, belong here. Uh, n- said I don't belong to be here. I don't belong to be here. I don't long <laughs> I to belong to be here. I felt that. I don't belong to be here. Yeah, they don't. I, like, I, th- I think that a lot of people, and I felt that myself, like I just do not deserve to be in the situation that I'm mm. in. Um, there are a thousand people that could do this better than me at yeah. any, like I, you could turn the corner and throw a rock and hit somebody who could do this better than me. Or when somebody who you thought was a better baker than you went home last week and here right. you are, <laughs> you know? But I want you to know, we want you to know, you can do it. God has called you to do the thing that you are doing. And if you don't feel like you can, find somebody that can edify you, that can build you up and not break you down, that can come alongside of you and help you get your cake onto the platter. That is what we need. We need people to come alongside of us. And I think that those 
It's not that, oh, okay, well, you, you, you can't pray about it. You can't ask Jesus for help and he can't come in because he will do all of that stuff. But sometimes you need another physical person. You need a Jesus with skin on right there next to you to hold you up, to prop you up when you're going through the worst of the worst. And so that's our encouragement to you. When you do have those times, because you will, find other people. Do the work ahead of time to have other people around you that can carry you through the hard times. Hey, there's a thousand more things and a thousand more hours that we could probably sit here and draw all sorts of things out of. Here on the Great British Baking yeah, Show I podcast. I feel like you could do that. <laughs> we make a lot of jokes about oh, this, is the this, whatever podcast. I feel like you could do that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I do. I've never I been more sure some... about anything in my life. <laughs> Um, and so, anyway, we're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you and our Church Nerds Weekly Verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. in nerd history you're getting old harry in just a couple months the movie version of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone will turn 21 years old sorry you had to hear that but of course the book is even older harry potter and the philosopher's stone as it was originally titled for release in the uk was joe rowling's debut novel and one she worked on for over six years several publishers passed on the book because it was too long for their liking coming in at about ninety thousand words before edits young adult novels rarely went above eighty thousand and many were half that and even though the final draft of the book came in at just under seventy seven thousand words every book after broke the eighty thousand word barrier with Order of the Phoenix topping the series with 257,000 words between its covers. While Philosopher's Stone released in the UK in June of 1997, the US rights were purchased by Scholastic the April before for $105,000, which was significantly higher than average. The book was then released in the US on September 1st, 1998, under the name Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because Scholastic thought the word philosopher would sound too archaic for American readers. Within a year, Sorcerer's Stone topped the New York Times list of best-selling fiction and stayed at or near the top for much of 99 and 2000, until the New York Times was pressured into separating the list into two separate lists, an adult fiction and a children's fiction list, because publishers wanted to give their books a fighting chance. Currently, the book has been translated into 80 languages, including Latin and even ancient Greek. Safe to say, it's cast quite a spell on all of us. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Tiger Uppercut! Final Round Fight! Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation. Bet you can't guess what it is. Bet you won't guess that it's Kim Joy's Magic Bakery by Skybound Tabletop. This is a card game. We talked about it earlier. It's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. And it is on sale right now on <gasps> Skybound.com for it's like $17. Skybound, it's like 
they knew. It's like they're offering it on sale because we're talking about it on this podcast. Yeah. Skybound That's, definitely follows well, church notes. 100%. 100% they do. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that they don't. <laughs> Two to five players, eight plus. Eight is, uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. Naomi. Well, Our, she's eight. She wasn't when we played. Well, like by the time that she could say, mommy, I want to play this game with you. Yeah. She was, she was eight. Also, you know what else is happening? No. The new season of the Great British Baking Show slash Bake Off. Yeah. Uh, coming to us on Tuesday, September 13th. Hey. Ah, yay. You're going to watch all of it without me. That's fine. I, I understand. I'll watch it with you. Why? You know, we didn't talk about it at all. Okay, what? I'm, I'm Go. tripping over my, my tongue here because I'm just flabbergasted at the fact that we did not mention one of the comedian hosts is old Greg. Uh, that was in my things to talk about, I think, but um, we ran out of time. Edited for time, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I if you don't know who Old I Greg is. I would love to be able to vote a certain amount of time to just talking about all of the hosts of the Great British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. And which ones were my favorites. Uh, maybe just ranking them or explaining my evolution of feelings towards them. Um, but yes. We currently have Old Greg, Old Greg and Tweedledee. Noel Fielding. Fielding or Fieldings? Mm -hmm. It's one of those two. It's definitely one of the two, yeah. Here's a weird thing. I have, I think, a great uncle named Noel. It's actually my dad's uncle. Is your great uncle old Greg? <laughs> Absolutely not. Why are you not related to anybody Noel. famous? And I was like, and I can remember the la the first time I saw on his belt, it was like leather burned. No, N O E L. Yeah. I'm like, that Noel. is Noel. No. Why do we call you Noel? Noel. Like, and I Noel. thought it was, I thought it was a West Texas thing. Like, Oel. Oil fields, put some oil in your car, air up the tars. That's a real thing, by the way. And um, here we are in the UK with a Noel. And I'm like, what? Mm. I guess it's fancy and refined. But it's not Noel. Noel. It's Noel. Noel. Um, anyway, uh, yes, he's old Greg. Which I'm not a fan We're not of gonna, old Greg. It, so. You either know who old Greg is or you don't know who old and Greg is. And don't look it up. Yeah, you, You're fine without it. It's yeah. very unsavory. Yeah, no, we're not recommending it. It's just, it's, it's, it's a thing Speaking that Speaking of moist. Ew. Oh my gosh, Anna, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know what? Let's wash this taste out of our mouth. Okay. And out of our, our good listeners' ears. Icky. With our Church Nerds Weekly verse. <laughs> it's, that's a hard transition. I'm going to need it's a minute. It's the only one. I need you to please. Cleanse our minds. With the word of With the, the word of God. Okay. <laughs> our Church Nerds Weekly verse is John 16, 33. Banger. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, spoken by Jesus. Jesus, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, it's it's something Michael Scott probably would have taken credit for, but yes, spoken by Jesus. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, when we were He's talking about this one, mm-hmm. um, that was the f- the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, "This is it." If we're yeah. talking about making, you know, chocolate, chocolate in, in a, a hot, hot tent, tent, it's. I think that was exactly what Jesus was thinking about. Was he was like, "These dummies are going to make chocolate in hot tents." And so, well, hey, yep, we have tabernacle, tent of meeting, tents. God not loves the, tents. It's the te- it was the tent of meeting, not chocolating. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Didn't didn't say to make chocolate in there. Well, hey, thank you for hanging out with us today on the Church Nerds Podcast. If you have a question or a topic that you would like for us to explore right here on Church Nerds, we need you to fill out the form. Go to lovethynerd.com slash producer. uh, Or else you're going to hear us talking about baking shows a lot. Yeah. So that's not that nerdy. I think it's plenty nerdy. (laughs) Is it? Just watch an episode of that and tell me it's not. I was just like, this is what I want to talk about. But then it's the church nerds. And I feel a little bit like I'm just basically hijacking this podcast. You absolutely did. And that's fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. Because like we, you and I have a dynamic. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know it. Other people are getting to experience it through this podcast. I know (laughs) what I've got myself into here. We're going to talk about other things. We are going to talk about the new Lord of the Rings. Um, Yep. Rings of Power. Yep. um, Going to be released on Amazon Prime in like 24 hours. Not all of it. Two episodes, but yes. Some of it. (laughs) We're going to watch that. Very excited. And then we're going to talk about it. Well, how many episodes are there? uh, 1,000. Who knows? No. Do we have to wait until they all come out or are we going to? I am not going to wait to talk about the Rings of Power until they all come out. Because we can't release spoilers. That's like LTN policy. My, I don't care. You just, what? Hypocrite. If we let people know, it's in the community we don't spoil things. This is different. This is, this is a side room. All right. People want to come to this podcast. You just that like loud siren sound. The Clack, I wanted to call it, it a calyx, but that is a Clack, shelf. Clax, Clax, Clax on, Clax on, Clax on. There we, we got there. Mew, mew, mew. <laughs> warning, warning, warning. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> hey, um, we're gonna do you a favor and get out of here. Do us a favor <laughs> while we're doing. Awesome. We're awesome. Yeah, we'll do you solid. You do us a solid. Head on over to lovethynerd.com and check out all the cool things that we have going on. And don't forget to go to lovethynerd.com/community has all the social links. You can watch the Twitch right there. Um, and you can also see the community leaders that we have, which is Matt Warmbier, my bestie in the whole wide westie and our COO. We also it have... didn't say Matty Warmbier. Um, People aren't going to know how to say his name. Warmbier. 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 <laughs> Not warm. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> has an A in it. I'm just saying. We've also got Tyranny Albright, also known as Silver, on basically everything. Um, she is our digital presence lead and in charge of all of the that thing. Anything social media, anything uh, community-wise, that's T and her team. And also Kate Katawaki. And uh, she's heading up uh, the social stuff as we're training tyranny to take all that stuff over so those are your three um community leads you can find all that stuff right there like i said on lovethynerd.com slash community hey also um if you just want to go straight to it at love thy nerd and all major platforms um anything social wise just try it see if we're there 
Maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe. Who can tell? You'll be able to tell when you type it in. Yeah, <laughs> you, for sure. You can. Hey, you can also find us on Twitter. I almost said Twitch because we don't do Twitch. On Twitter, um, at Church Nerds LTN. And uh, maybe we should post some stuff on there. What do you think? I think they can find you on Twitter. Boom. I roasted. Just, like, I don't know why. I don't even remember. I really need to be more organized about all of these things, but I'm not. Yeah. And I forget. Maybe I just give it over to the social. We'll do that. We'll just give it over to people that actually do it. <laughs> but we do have a, we do have a Twitter at uh, ChurchNurseLTN. If you're in the Twitterverse and you want to send stuff to us, that's an avenue that you can do that. You can also send me an email, Bubba at LoveThyNerd.com. I'd love to read that um, and um, send you a smiley face back if that's something that you're inter- interested in. So, hey, we're going to get out of here. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another riveting episode of the Great British Bake Off um, podcast. I think that this episode was hot. Uh, it was melt. It was <gasps> melt. The melt, melting point. Yeah. There's something of there. chocolate. Hey, as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. 